0: Hello and welcome to this woman's work—a space where you can hear and read about some amazing women, the fantastic jobs they do, and the paths that have led them to where they are today. Aha. So I'm here today with T.J. Hi, T.J. Hi, Michelle. Could you tell the listener what it is you do for a living?
1: well i i 'm well, very proud to say this as well, which is really nice to think like that about your work i think but i 'm a garden designer and um, and it's been a really long journey to be able to say that but i'm'm I'm, which is why i 'm proud yeah um i'm proud to work in that industry, represent the industry yeah and i'm and i'm proud of myself as well because it is um Yeah, it's been a really long, really long journey to get here. Yeah. Um, Okay,
0: well, we'll go into that in a sec. But to start with, we always go back. Yeah. So, TJ at school, college. Yeah. What were you like? What were you into?
1: Well, you know, it's funny you say this because if I recall back <laughs> to what I was like at school um, I would say I was really quiet yeah. and um, but I had a big group of friends but I always felt like I was really quiet and then I found my record of achievement because I've been tidying up I don't know if okay. you've still got yours found yeah, my record of achievement clicking yeah. through I mean some of my grades were awful <laughs> but the personal statement so we obviously wrote a personal statement about ourselves oh. at 16 and it so it's an A four sheet of a personal statement. I don't know maybe I'm the only person that filled out their <laughs> record of achievement wow. but i read that, and I don't recognize the put per- that is not what I recall myself to be um i've I'm really strong in that in that writing and my personal statement I was surprised I read through it, and I was like. Maybe I was like that. Maybe I've made up my own narrative now. Since then. Since then. Because looking back, I think, oh, I was really quiet. My narrative, uh, my personal statement was like, elements of it were in capital letters, suggesting that I felt quite strongly about the words I was writing. Um, And I was like, I will not be turned from my point of view. And I was like... Uh, sort of dictatorship. Um dictatorship yeah. and I was really passionate about the environment about animals mm. about the, our care in the, in the world I mean we're going back you know this is the that 90s was not a thing, we weren't then. even talking about no. that we were raving <laughs> that was it <laughs> that's what we were doing <laughs> we were um but my personal statement was very different to how I would I have as an older person Recalled what I was like at school. Wow. My personal statement sounds like the person I am today. Yeah.
0: So, what, what did you go on to do in college then?
1: So, I did science A levels. Yeah. I mean, so A levels were very doing, Yeah, that? is that where you were Yeah, thinking? so I did science and I did a bit geography I did a bit geology, that kind of thing, and I did typing. This extra thing however that is a skill oh my god so okay. i use all the time i'm really course, proud that i did yeah. that um but yeah i mean i think it was called secretarial
0: wow I mean, it does sound like
1: something we're talking about from the 60s and it wasn't it was just still you know it was a thing secretarial yeah. but basically taught me to do the quick barrel fox buddy butt really quickly yeah. um so i did sciences However, I don't know whether that was the right thing to do. I think I just did something I was interested in. Um, And bizarrely, I obviously work in the creative industry now and never at school did I think I was creative, didn't think I was an artist, Um, but I did do design. I liked building stuff and making stuff. I enjoyed that Um, and I did quite well in that, but never considered doing that beyond I think if I had yeah, yeah. thought that was something I could have done beyond, I probably would have done, yeah, yeah. and ended up in the creative industry the whole way through. You know, did a didn't do very well at A levels, but yeah. had known what I was going to do at uni. So I'd oh, gone yeah. to do climate change. So obviously, well, I wanted to do soil science, which just a lot of people I've never even heard of. And if actually I had done it, it would be so relevant now. Cool. So I'd set on the fact I was going to do a soil science degree, and then as it got to it, I thought well, that's a bit niche.
0: Yeah
1: um what am i going to do you know I, actually what am i going to do with that, with that? Okay. when yes, i come out the, the other end. end
0: yeah
1: so i did environmental science and i wanted to go to uea in norwich because it's it was the big center for climate change like big all all the climate change research was happening there yes. for, for the, the world it's a massive a really, yeah. really big deal and i had to get 3 b's to go of course and um, I went for an interview, and I just so I must have been quite confident to go along and get and have my interview. Yeah. Really, yeah. Um, and um, so I had this interview, and I was obviously talking the way I'd been talking in that personal statement, being really strong about you know my beliefs and my feelings and stuff about the environment and what have you. And um, and then and my follow up was a another course there which was three c's that i needed to get
0: nice.
1: anyway results day came tears an awful lot of tears hadn't got even near that phoned up about the three c's and said well i haven't got what I need yeah can you tell me if my name's on the list and they were like no your name's not on the list i can just remember putting the phone down and actually crying a lot and going. Well, what am I going to do? Yeah. And my mum said, well, "Have you phoned up about the environmental science course?" I said, "Well, I, I said if I'm not on the three, I said I'm not going to be on that. I needed three B's, mum. I'm not yeah. even close." Phone them up and they say, "Oh, you'd be doffed do you the place off the interview." And I one, I couldn't believe it. Two, first time I've ever felt imposter syndrome. So that was <gasps> the very first time I spent three years on a course that I thought shouldn't be here because there were some very intelligent people. It was really highbrow. we you're to...
0: progressive of them, though.
1: Yeah, I know. Oh, Interview. Yeah. I got a 2-1, which <laughs> I couldn't be. God, but that, this that's to be theme... very mean feat that no, kind of... No, but this is a theme <clears throat> through my career, is that I'm never expecting to get what I get. Oh. But in a positive way, obviously with the a levels. <laughs> Fuck! like, oh, my God. You don't back yourself, basically. But, yeah, but I was like, I'm not... There's, uh, this. Uh, I'm not... I'm not what they're looking for, you know, that yeah. sort of feeling. I did apply to do a master's in tropical meteorology. So I had two offers of places, one at the University of Honolulu in Hawaii. Oh, my gosh. And, a, and the other at the University of Oklahoma, because I wanted to do tropical meteorology. Because I'd focused, in my in my degree, I'd focused on meteorology. It was a It was a financial commitment you have to study in the US you have to pay everything up front including yeah. your food and your accommodation the feet whatever and it was something
0: yeah
1: it was something like 30,000 oh, I don't know but yeah. we're going back with yeah. the 90s and yeah. I was like you might as well have said it's three million pounds you know well, I'm not a comp- student just have to what? do that here don't they, they yeah, don't have to pay exactly up front here don't they so um so I didn't do it yeah. and then I thought oh I don't really know what I'm gonna do well I came back went into hospitality because I was working at um okay because I'd worked there for ages went in there and just such a great group of people I had the opportunity to take over the wine cellars there and you know what I would have stayed in hospitality I again it's nothing to do with science but I loved that industry so I I took over the wine cellars and was taught wine
0: oh my which was amazing yeah
1: so I was doing the, the growers would come in, you know, the sellers would come in and, and, and they'd be obviously bringing in all their wines and I was tasting and choosing yeah. and deciding what went on the wine list. I mean, it was... They, and how old were you at this stage? I would have been 21, 22, 22 Amazing. when I was doing this. But I was living with one of my best friends and she moved to Reading to go stay... Um, she wanted to be back near her family. She went to Reading and at the same time I went to Edinburgh. Oh random and worked got a job in a hotel up there hated the first job but loved the city lived there for a year and then she said why don't you come to Reading and I said well what am I going to do and I looked in the Guardian graduate pages and there were recruitment so recruitment was such a big thing back then in the the, the late 90s so this was 99 2000 um and I saw an advert and they were like, we're taking graduates. And I was like, well, I could do that. Okay. Moved to Reading and went into recruitment. And that was 2000, um, worked for Huxley Associates. And I'd yeah. gone from working in a job where I'm making enough money to live to a job where suddenly I'd got big... Big paychecks, yeah.
0: Because also back back then, which people today, young kids today won't mm. know, because mm. there wasn't really the internet then. Like there's no like ads, people weren't like no job sites. We were
1: printing off CVs. <laughs> which sounds was ridiculous. How you got
0: a job? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we
1: were printing off CVs, a big stack of CVs, phoning through people, making notes on the CVs, yeah. phoning up your clients. It was an awful lot of talking to people. One month, I came home with a paycheck that was the same as I earned in the the year that no. I worked in. Wow. I mean, it wasn't always like that went through a couple of different companies there and um did that for five years I was a senior consultant and then I um I was pregnant with my first child at 29 so I was 29 by yeah. then yeah yeah pregnant with my first child and so I said to them I said right this is what I'd like to do very forward thinking of me this is what I'd like to do I'd like to be able to maybe do this for four days a week yeah, um, and 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 then and then I've sort of three days off. Just sort of thought I could I could do that, and they said no, it's not nah, that's not possible. You can you can do that. So appealed. HR came down from London, the whole lot, group of people. Blah blah blah. blah appealed, and they said. And how no. heavily pregnant were you at this point? <laughs> heavily pregnant, and also had awful morning sickness. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely awful morning sickness. So I felt. So I mean. Considering how I felt, yeah. heavily pregnant, and I was still prepared to go. No, this yeah. isn't right. This isn't right. It, I, you shouldn't be saying this to me. Yeah. And I'm showing you how I can do this. So, did all the appeal? Uh, no, nope. Even HR, can mem- and um, I can remember phoning the HR lady from home and um, speaking to her on the phone. And I was crying. I was. I mean, you know, I was uh, angry. Yeah, that's what I was. I thought someone's taking this away from me and I can do this. So I had um I had um our daughter and then um four weeks early, <laughs> four weeks early for time wow, I'm Not surprised after going through all of that, yeah. Tiny she was. So I started working at a pub. <laughs> I mean I just think it's and a you're real... still in
0: Reading at this point. So
1: I'm in Reading, living yeah. in Reading. Um and um so I started working at a pub up the road. And loved it. So I sort of had gone back to hospitality. It's social thing. Social that, thing. Yeah. Worked on the bar, really liked it. Yeah. Then I started to think that was around the time that people started getting veg box. The veg boxes became a thing. Yes, yeah. And I thought to myself, I like gardening. All these veg boxes were coming out, and I thought I could do this for people in their own gardens. I could manage a vegetable garden for them. And so they don't have to have a veg box, but it, was, it suddenly became really big. Yeah. And I was like, this is what I could do. And I like gardening and it will get me mixing with people. Yeah. So I was still working at the pub and doing this. And I started up this, um, I got some flyers done and I'd called the business <clears throat> Homegrown and Gorgeous because I was like, it'll be homegrown veg and it'll be gorgeous flowers. So it was like cut flowers, vegetables. Oh. And the first people to say, can you do it for us was the pub. So they said to me, oh, um, so Sarah worked on the bar, and I really liked Sarah, and she said, Teach, will you come and do the gardens here? And it would be really nice if you did a veggie garden. And at the same time, there was a lady around the corner from me. So I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. fine. I thought, oh God, I can do that. Yeah. Um, and there was a lady around the corner from me, and I put my flyers through the doors, and she'd phone me. And she said, I would do, could do with someone coming to do my garden. And I said, okay, so so I had a literally had a wheelbarrow. Promise you, I had a wheelbarrow, a pair of secateurs, a spade, a fork, gloves. That That was sick. Yeah. Walked round the corner, went to this lady. She gave me twelve pound fifty, and I walked back. And I did her um, something like twice a week or something. I went there, so I earned twenty five quid a week, and I could not have been happier about earning my own money yeah and my i was in control yeah. 25 pound a week Doing and that i yeah. promise you that was where it started so that sort of gradually got a little bit bigger and um i bought a van oh i know and i had my logo I was on gonna it i you logo really it? happy yeah. with that homegrown and gorgeous um, and i did that for about three years and then to the point that i'd got too much, too much work. So I, I, much. I couldn't, I'd filled up my time. So going back to the, the pub, Sarah at the pub, so she'd asked me obviously to do these veggie gardens and I did it. And then the pub, they were part of a chain and they said, oh, we've got another pub, not too far away. And that was down at, um, where was that? It was on the A4, just the other side, other side of Reading. And they said, oh, "Will you come down there because we've closed it for renovation, but we want to do the garden. So mm. I said, yeah, I had to stand in this office with these architects and they were pulling out these plans I'd never seen a plan in my life never and I couldn't understand it And they were talking about scales and they were talking about steps and I was like an ergonomics and I just didn't get it um and they were like so what we'd like you to do and they gave me this budget which sounded absolutely enormous um we'd just like you to plant this stuff up um and I was like and I just said okay and I came home and I said to my husband... He just said, I'm like, not again, OK. Yeah, OK. And I, I was so nervous because I thought that someone's, someone's misrepresented me. I, 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 I don't know what this is. I, I, don't, I don't know. And I had to do this work and I had a deadline when they were opening. They got opening night and it was February, it was snowing. Oh, my god! And we were having students' garden and I'd... So I'd had to take on... I'd advertised it in the paper. <laughs> Put an advert in the paper to get someone to come and help me. And I didn't really know this girl. And we did that garden, and it it looked amazing. Did it? And they said, brilliant, can you come to Essex? We've got a garden in Essex we need to do. And I said, yeah. <laughs> so we then went to Essex, and we did it for another pub. So I sort of grew that over time. I did that for about five years. I had two vans. I employed people. So I had three women, and we were all... Mums, you know what have you? And everyone was like, "Right, I can work till two, and then I've got to pick fine." Everything was fine. I've taken away the barriers, yeah, that made it really hard to be a a working breastfeeding mum yeah. or someone who's got to pick someone up like or who has got someone who's ill. I really, really enjoyed that. And then we sold everything, it went travelling. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Ah! Literally like that. We put the house on the market in October. We sold it in December, January the 9th. We'd crossed the tunnel. Sold absolutely everything. Wow. Put a handful of things in storage and had no plan at all. Took the girls out of school. We did that with no plan at all. Wow. And we took um, a year, basically. Took them out and we did the whole of Europe. So we didn't do, you know, most people would go to, I don't know, the Australia, Australia yeah, or whatever. And we didn't. We did 32 countries. Wow. 90 stops. Yeah. Every country you go in, you've got a different language, a different currency, a different social sort of network, a different thing. And we stayed with families the whole time. So we really limited ourselves. We are like, we've yeah. got £100 a day. The business that I had, one of the ladies that worked for me, she took it off me. It still runs today. Oh, my God. And I feel really proud of it because yeah. it gave it, it gave her the opportunity to do what yeah. I'd done. She could then run yeah. it the whatever way she wanted to run it. But we'd yeah. got like seventy clients every week that we were doing. By then, we'd got the pubs, we'd got all sorts of stuff going on. Oh my god! And it had become a big business. And I don't. I, I look at it and I think I started that off. But it, it's up to you to to you grow. Know, yeah, it, it, it's nothing to do with me. The way wow. she grew it, but it it gave you know her an opportunity so that was really nice and then I um I thought well I'm not going to go back to what I'd class as maintenance work that I'd done because actually to make money in that um well, to make it worthwhile, I needed quite a lot of staff. I needed a lot of vehicles. I needed a lot of insurance. I needed yeah. a lot of... and an, a lot to set up again, An basically. awful lot to set up. Yeah. And that is time-consuming. And having spent a year travelling... And having that, yeah, I knew I wanted a work-life balance, balance. Horrible word, work-life balance. I'm sure someone's going to come up with something much nicer. <laughs> um, but I knew that I didn't want to go back to you know 20 days holiday or no, or no holiday no which is what holiday. it had kind of been or working all my weekends and stuff I didn't want to go back to that
0: no.
1: um so I set up on my own again so I'd started doing some more sort of design work and then I thought I could just learn that I could learn the design work but the practical you know so i let me do this for you and then do it
0: yes okay. and I
1: thought I could do that which is better than doing the maintenance, because then I could do that sort of, you know, as and when sort of thing. And yeah. so I set that up up here, um, and I called it Viridis, and which was a Latin name for sort of fresh and green and young, yeah. youthful. Yes. <laughs> I <love it. laughs> when I looked in the mirror, I thought, that's, of course, of yeah. course that's the name. Yeah. Um, and... Um, and I started with the friend's mum and dad, did their garden for them in Oakham. And again, I was just back at that beginning of, I don't really know what I'm doing. I, I am self-taught. I'm totally self-taught until over the last couple of years. But ev- everything that got me to the place that I where I was a couple of years ago was completely self-taught, yeah. pure, sheer determination. That was it. It, yeah. was it. it was nothing other than sheer determination. But of course... By moving into that part of the industry, so the garden industry, um, is very multifaceted. And I think people see gardener and they make an assumption or they think that anyone that's like a garden designer, they're all, that we're all gardeners and we're not at yeah. all. There's, okay. there's a huge range and it's a fantastic industry. And it's particularly good for women and mums, I believe, to get wow. into this that is who I was I was a a mum with two kids trying to work around children trying to be a great mum and it's got me to where I am now this industry has supported me to get there so it is a fantastic industry to think about But it's very multifaceted you could advertise as a gardener and pick up some skills and you will get work I, I, I promise you people you will get work um it's and to be fair when i moved into into projects so ultimately i'm moving into landscaping then yeah yeah so landscaping is, i'm sorry it, you me asking
0: were you just de- or are you going to go into this were you designing pen and paper or was it on
1: computers I or? was I have still got all of my notebooks from the years wow. not on computer yeah now no how not now but then no this was um, me just with a scrap of paper going to a client talking to them being enjoying that interaction again back to hospitality it's the same thing understanding what they needed what they wanted who they were and you could bring it to life and then go well why don't we do something like this then you could sit there and it'd be really nice and your cat would like it there and and honestly that's what it was and so of course I've now stepped into landscaping which is the construction side of gardening just in case that's it's not clear, gardeners are maintaining something that's already there. Yeah. And landscapers are putting something in that isn't currently yeah. there. Yeah, like desol- something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, of course, I've stepped from an industry where I'm surrounded by women into an industry where I no, pretty much never came across a, a woman, woman again. No. Um, and so that's sort of that which i didn't pick up my husband picked on it up on it way more than i did first couple of years i had to empl- i had to employ people to come and do the work i didn't know and i had to watch them and make notes because I, like, I don't know how you do paving i don't know how you yes. build a wall i don't know how you do footings i don't know what my cement mix should be like i don't i don't know how i should be prepping this i don't know how i should be dealing with drainage Interesting. i don't know this but you did it so to for two years, as well i had to employ men yeah to come and be in control really and i was sort of the interaction between the client and that and 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 that person but i'd be there you know next to them on my own little kneeler passing stuff lifting things bringing it and watching after about two years i thought i've got all i've got a book of skills here that i've written down yeah and then i thought i'll do this myself so i then just had people doing the job i was doing just going back to that we were talking about what it's like to be a female in a in the man's world not on site because they're my they're, they're my people I've chosen and they're respectful to me yeah not there but um at suppliers yeah I mean I had a fantastic supplier that I used all the time but and it was more jokey yeah here she comes I bet she doesn't know what she needs yeah that. oh did you not order enough you know so i will be oh come in can I actually can I have another tonne just put it on the back of the truck oh I did you not order enough last time and sometimes I'd be like it's not that I haven't ordered enough it's just the truck only takes so much weight and I can't take it all at once yes um, yeah. or it's just a, you know like a man's never not yeah, ordered why am enough? I justified yeah, yeah why am I justified yeah exactly whereas all the blokes that come in they're just over ordering and leaving it on site and I'm like I don't want to leave that's stuff that's to my client over order always over order and I'm like it's my client's money it's not my money it's my no. client's money that I'm spending I loved that work. Yeah. But I knew I was working in a... I knew people weren't expecting to see a female Female. come along and build this... For I knew it. And um, so I'd started also using my full name, Teresa. That was when I started using Teresa. So I'm christened Teresa, but no-one has ever called me Teresa. No, no. Ever. From about the age of (laughs) one, uh, people straight away called me my my initials. I've been TJ. So for that whole viridis business, I was called Teresa because I knew that if I put TJ, people would assume I was a man, and actually, my the uniqueness was the fact I wasn't male; I was female. So I had a huge number of clients that were female or older women yeah. or older men or whatever. That, not, not older men, that sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But older people who maybe That's thought, you, oh, no, you, this you is... can get your qualifications. Because of course I mean, everybody is around me is going, oh, I'm we're on a day release or whatever and I'm maybe. going to college. I was earning good money. Yeah. and But I had nothing to show for it in that if I'd broken my leg or... You know, I'd hurt my elbow and it's yeah. still it's still a bit of a weak point now. Um, I've got nothing. I've got yeah. no income. I haven't got anything. Um, and I thought, I've done gardens, I've done maintenance, I've worked for private clients, I've worked for pubs and restaurants.
0: Yeah.
1: I've gone into construction, I've watched construction, I've done my own construction, I've built 80 gardens or whatever I've built. Wow. I could can, I can be a designer. And never at any of that point did I call myself a garden designer, even though I was designing for them. Okay. i I'm not got a piece of paper that says, she had gone from being a gardener to a landscaper. landscaper to land and then thinking. into a designer. Wow, okay. And I knew other people were saying, well, who's doing the design work? blah like, well, I'll do the design work. But I never... I wasn't really charging for that work. And right. it was very all okay. It was how I felt in the space. I was like, oh, this is what we should do. You know. Yeah. So I was starting to think that and putting that on paper. But in my mind, I was like, I'm not a designer. It's a disservice to the garden design world to call myself a garden designer, because I am not it. Yeah. Um, and I want to be it. Yeah. And I got, so I started looking at courses, and I thought, there's loads of places you can do a garden design course. And I thought, I don't want to do it at loads of paces. I thought, I I deserve to do it at the place, you know. And I'd done my research and I knew that Inchbold, which is where I studied in London, was the, the place... place. Wow. So I applied. I didn't, I mean, it wasn't just like that. This is something I'd been dreaming about for a while. And I just financially, I was like, I can't take a year out and pay. Pay for I'm going to have to find 150 grand from somewhere to survive for a year. Yeah. Pay for the course, all my travel. Yeah. The kit, I've still got the girl. I didn't want to leave the girls. Yeah. You know, I waited for Georgia to go into secondary school and a year into secondary school. Yeah. And Livy was, in, you know, at the end of secondary, doing GCSEs. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to do it in the GCSE year because I need to yeah. be around. So all these things I'm thinking. As a mum? Yeah, as a mum, because that's still, everything has always worked around those the, those girls. Yeah. Um, so I'd got a list. I just knew. inch by, I kept looking at the website and thinking, I'm never going to go. I know I'm never going to go here because it's just not going to be achievable for yeah. me. Covid then happened. And I thought, well, if we can get through Covid, because we earned so much less money... And I thought, I think we can do this. So I sold, again, everything. A bit like I'd sold, we sold everything in the house. I sold everything again. So I sold my van, sold my tools, sold the you know, sold all of this stuff. To raise the the capital. To raise the money to do the course and to invest in myself, you know. So before we'd done it and we'd invested in ourselves, sort of, you know, um, holistically with the travelling. And now this was like, and I was like, I'm now in my... I'm 45 or whatever, yeah. and this is the first time, even though I've been to university, it's the first time I feel like I'm um, investing in my career yeah. with a piece of paper. So I applied to Inchbold, got offered. Went, so of course, this is in, in Sloan Square. I mean, this yeah. could not be further away from my day-to-day life of digging, you know. I mean, I've had my hand down so many people's drains, I tell you. <laughs> But my head drains, yeah. trying to work out where it's blocked. Oh, someone, oh, I've just flushed the toilet. Sorry, love.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's all
1: right, don't worry. And I'm yeah. now in Sloan Square, a design school that's seen as internationally renowned, getting the qualification for a job that has taken me 12 years to get here for.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I walk in there, and of course straight away feel like a fish out of bloody water, because... I see myself as a con- as a construction person. Yes, yeah. And I'm around these people so I did a year on that course and spent just I honestly didn't I honestly thought I'm not I'm not really good I'm not good enough. You know, it was real yeah, imposter, the imposter came up see, again, yeah. went through the whole course, got to the end and had, we had this big exhibition and stuff in Cadogan Hall in Sloan Square. Yeah. And it's, it's designers that are there and they're looking around your work. And they're designers, I know, I've seen them at Chelsea. I've seen, you know, they're, they're, they're people that to You've respect. you admired. And, yeah. Admired, et oh. And they're all there, are looking at work. And, um, <coughs> um, and the next day we had our presentation. So we then found out what we'd got and you know even till that point I didn't I didn't know how I'd done I thought well have a part you know I didn't really
0: didn't know no
1: I didn't for not one point did I think I've done well there was never an element of well done teach you've done well here
0: and I um
1: I got um a distinction I got a distinction which I wasn't expecting and then I got chosen for one of the judges awards and I just cried but they did they contact me they said will you come in as a tutor and I just oh you you know what yeah now that that does make me feel quite emotional because it's a place that I just you know what I don't I don't know how I got there I don't know how I've got here, I'm sure. <laughs> no. How can you say it? Because you do know. I do know. But, you know, things don't change for years. Yeah. They don't change for years. And it is just relentless. But when relentless they don't, hard But that's work.
0: because you hadn't changed them for years. This is you instigated yeah. change here. Yeah. Yeah. There's obviously been key points where you thought, oh, no, now I'm ready for change. Yeah. You instigated it. Yeah. And the new
1: journey Yeah. Happened. Maybe you're right. Yeah. I think. Um, I'm just so uh, honoured really to have been asked. So I tutor there. So I'm tutoring there at the moment. So I spend three days a week wow. <laughs> and tutoring it. And it is so wonderful because I'm around new people and they're asking mm. you stuff. And and I feel I can share some of my, my joy. I mean, I still I work, you know, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, I've got yeah. my own clients up here and I'm busy. And yeah. I did a show garden this year and we got a gold and we were the oh. highest. And I had to build it as well. So I'd gone back to construction yeah. and I was like, I've built this. And and everything, again, every
0: part of it. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly the same. There was, it was men everywhere. I mean, it was fantastic because I was back in my, back in my tribe. I do another show next year for a really big charity that I'm really honoured to represent. And that's my wow. first IHS show again with the same designer that I worked with this year and that's our in to the RHS and you've yeah. got to get into you the have, RHS yeah. we have got to get that under your belt and prove yourself there so it's just another opportunity of proving yourself before you yeah. get the chance at, at, um, at Chelsea and I'm really honoured that this I mean I can't say who it is yet but at some point I'll be able yeah. to talk about it Yeah, um, it's a fantastic very well known charity that do amazing work and have asked us can you represent our charity at the RHS for our show garden? And these things mean a huge amount do, to me. Yeah. Wow. It's lovely. A great industry to get into, the garden industry. Well, Amazing. One of
0: my questions is always what's next? Wow.
1: Well, well I've just started this tutoring, so I do that and I love doing that. And I'm very, very happy to work with new people coming into the industry. It's very exciting, it keeps you on your toes, you're learning all the time. Yeah. It's brilliant. So I'm really happy. I've got this IHS show garden at Malvern that is in first week of May, so two weeks before Chelsea. Um, we're in the process of an application for a 2025 Chelsea garden. That's very difficult. It, it might happen. It might not. It yeah. will happen at some point. The fact that It at, has at to at be done that point. far in advance. It's oh god! isn't it? Easy. Uh, yeah, it's nuts. It is crazy. Um, and... I'm working on three really lovely projects in this area. The real intelligence in a designer is to design for that client. Not I've seen this somewhere before and I'm gonna give it to you. Yeah. Is to design for that client only. Yeah. Their yeah. house, their location, their situation, their needs, their wants, etc. etc. And if you get that right, maintenance won't be a problem because oh, okay. they will they will be they are so they will use it. that space. Yeah. yeah. However, a gardener is worth their weight in gold and it is there is not enough in the industry and it's where i started and very quickly got a lot of work yeah. and it is great. I was going to say, really saying, hard to
0: come
1: by. Very hard to come
0: Gardeners
1: by. Gardeners and cleaners. Gardeners and really cleaners. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. Exactly. And good ones as well. And yeah. if you if you do a good job, you're booked. You are. You exactly. And it's a great industry, I think, for mums, for anyone, for young people. I mean, even if you're coming out of school and you don't know what you're going to do, you can pick up gardening skills. Go work with another gardener. They'll yeah. take you on, and you will quickly create your own um, clients. What has been the best thing? If you could
0: put pinpoint if not one best thing about your career or maybe two or three um, key moments that really stood out maybe
1: um, being asked by the pubs to do those work that work um, it was probably the first time I thought someone seen something in me yeah they've seen I can deliver and they're happy for me to do it x y z that um, choosing to go to Inchbold to study oh my god getting my award and whatever I just I didn't it it wasn't expected you know sometimes people are like yeah I've done really well bet I get it bet I get it I've done really well or whatever and I bet there are
0: people in your class that maybe thought that maybe maybe they weren't saying and I
1: was was actually shaking I was like I can't believe this someone's recognised my work and my work I promise you my work did not look like other people's work I'd done a line opened (laughs) for my master plan for a, a garden in Rutland, a big, a big site, and I'd done it as a lino cut because the history of the land was years and years of grazing of animals. And if you think about sheep trails, you yes, know, you get that. Yes. And I thought lino would be a great graphic to show that, the old, you know, the history of the site and then how I've worked with that into the new oh of the site. Gosh. And I put it up on the wall and I was really proud And then I looked around at everyone else's and it was all like cab drawings and it looked like it should. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh God, what have I done? I was just, this is not, this isn't right. It's not a good idea at the time. seemed not a great idea. It wasn't right. You know, so. It was. So that, yeah, I think a lot, I think a lot of my time at Inchbold and now tutoring there and stuff, uh, that's a real, I'm I'm really proud. Proud of yourself. Proud, yeah. I'm really proud to be in the industry and the way I've got here. And to be recognised in the yeah, industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those things, I think. Fantastic. I'm proud of the girls as well, you know. Yeah. Well, your
0: girls <laughs> are <my> a <laughs> whole other subject, <laughs> aren't they? But, okay, what about... I always hate say, so I need to rephrase this question, the worst part, which are we going to go... Is it really the, the,
1: mis- um, the misogyny? You know, the misogyny didn't actually bother me that much. Okay. Because it didn't... It didn't change who I was. Um, it was just part of your day to day. Yeah, and I'm sure that in ten years, you've never, no one's ever going to come across that before. Well, well, let's um, so. The worst things. It's a really hard, hard job. Construction. Yeah. It's a very, very hard I mean, you job. Mean physically, hard. physically, really tough.
0: I see these are two final questions. What would advice would you give your younger self? But it sounds to me like your younger self knew what she was about. Did she need any advice?
1: I don't know. Um I don't think so. I don't I don't think I'd change I don't think I'd change anything really. No. Even the tough, really tough times, you know. I don't think You've come. It's the coming out the other side, and if you've not got anything to come out the other side of, you're never going to change. You're never going to change, are you? I mean, and God, these are awful. they have been awful times to deal with and cope and know. You know, God, I don't know if I can face another day of. I don't know anyone that doesn't go through those for whatever reason. So I think if I advice I'd give myself, I'd. You I don't know. It. Maybe, yeah. maybe sixteen-year-old personal statement writing teach was always gonna. She knew what was going. Got, gonna come through. I mean, I think a lot of the anxiety-ridden twenties, I'd be happily give up. Yeah. Um, but again, they were tough. And you know what? I never really felt that any of the help I was getting was helping. Yeah. I did all kinds of things. so I had something like these goggle things on with like red dots and some man talking to me that didn't help um the some of the cbt therapy did help you know what i found and i know we weren't really talking about anxiety but it is something that people talk about a lot now i got over my anxiety that was quite crippling i'd say i got over it by going well i just am anxious and i'm not gonna i'm gonna stop being annoyed being with anxious myself. About being anxious. Yeah, stop. Stop being so cross with myself that I feel anxious. I'm going to. If I get on a plane, I'll feel anxious. I know it. There's no point in me getting on a plane and going, oh God, I've let myself down again because yeah. I feel anxious and then feel anxious because of that. Final question. Then it's always the
0: life advice question. Life advice to throw out there into the world um, for other people. So this isn't for you. This is for other I people,
1: would say just because this has worked for me is um really appreciate the small steps value the small steps that you're making in whichever whatever the career is just recognize that an improvement is an improvement and it's 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 those small things you you'll then continue to be wowed and amazed by everything that comes along if you've recognized the small things as they're going along and i know they say don't Mm. sweat the small things or whatever that saying is um i sound really old by saying that yeah Yeah. don't sweat small stuff i don't think i think it's recognize the small stuff recognize all the small things and be i don't think there's anything wrong in being proud of yourself yeah um because you're actually the only one in your career. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's only yeah. you. Yeah. You're not no it doesn't matter what else you've got going around it's you and your your work and your experience your life, and yeah. your choices. They are yours. That we are only as humans only ever make them for ourselves. Yeah. Um and you've got to recognise all that small stuff because it's got because when you get there's no point just having a big aim because it's a bloody long journey to get to the or if it's quick
0: and do do we know when we've got
1: there no exactly and if it's a and if it's a quick journey the dream wasn't big enough it's got to be it it, you know so i think yeah it's quite good to have a bit of a feel for where it would be nice to go but you you don't necessarily get there and you can't hang everything on that end point you've got to be really happy about all these little steps that come along and be really proud and you know with that note Thank
0: you very much, TJ. Oh, thanks, Michelle. It's not nice to talk? I know. If you would like to hear more about this chat, see some behind-the-scenes pics and some personal profile pics, plus read about how to get started in this industry and or this role, then please go and support us on Patreon. The link is on this podcast page and across all of our socials. Sincere thanks in advance.